0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Chronicles of Mister. I am Mr. Pierre, and I am, uh, I'm not going to lie, a little geeked out to be able to have this conversation with a magnificent person who, uh, yeah, uh, someone who I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time. I recalled there was a flight that I was coming back to Connecticut from, I think it was Georgia, me and my wife were on it, and who do I see walking down the aisle? I saw Jay. I saw T and... And Lee, I guess, was just born because he was still very, very young at the time. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, So I'm having this conversation with Principal Foreman, the one and and only Love Dot Tanisha. So thank you for for coming through.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I appreciate this. I appreciate you. Um, We first met, I believe it was RG's last year. And just briefly i remember being in her office talking to you and just saying hey you know rg is there anything that you'd like to say in like sort of like the farewell and you just gave this very poignant and eloquent response of like not being in competition with another woman of color but working in concert with her and i was just like good grief oh i'm definitely stealing that yeah that's right i'm not in competition with any of the other brothers or any other teachers period. It's not a competition because we're all looking to serve the kiddos. But it was something that I think the clip or the video message was no more than like two minutes. But within those first initial two minutes, T just dropped uh, a wonderful gem um, and has continued to drop gems throughout the years that, that I've known you. And I'm sure that this conversation is going to be filled with them as well, too. Um, a question that I like to ask every guest, the first one is just, how did you get into education? What brought you to this, uh, this space?
1: I have always known I wanted to be a teacher. I have six brothers and five sisters and everyone's like oh my gosh your mom has that many kids. No she doesn't but my dad was the definition of a rolling stone or he is and, and I love him for it because he's given me my gifts for my brothers and sisters and so I was a special education major in college and I just knew I had a gift of being able to work with young people. And, and so this is what I made it in. I knew at a young age that I wanted to do this.
0: So you knew for them jump that this is this was it? This was it. Oh, snap. Bless your heart. Because I was not that guy. I sort of came into it. Um, someone else saw it in me and said, hey, Willie, I think this might be your calling. They were right. And I, I haven't looked back. Was there anyone? Um, so I guess... Who was that person that was the model for you as to this is what a fantastic or dope teacher looks like that, I guess, inspired you to, to want to do this work?
1: It was my elementary school teacher, Ms. Frost, and I still vividly remember her. She passed away a number of years ago, but she was, I just, I just remember her look and her voice, you know, she wore these big Diana Ross wigs. And she had like, a, like gold rings on all of her fingers. And I was like, that's going to be me. And I just remember her pulling me to the side and being like, you're operating beneath your potential. She probably said it a lot more directly with a lot more based in her voice. But that belief that she gave me, it has never left me. Like never shrinking, being who you are, being okay with being excellent, are like the things that I took away as a third grader or a fourth grader however I was and I was like I want to do that I want to be that
0: that's what's up you are operating under your potential golly like to to say that to a kiddo and for that to to reach them did it did it reach you at that 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 young age that you like okay all right I gotta I gotta level up go to super science type level or was it a couple years later that you were like and what was her name mrs
1: it's mrs cross
0: mrs cross to then say, all right i got it. she she planted that seed i got to make sure that that seed grows did it hit immediately
1: absolutely because i was like maybe my my zodiac sign on am cancer is real i was so in my feelings about that mm. like i wanted to blend and i went to a school that is very different from the school that i went that i lead at right now Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to blend, or not be seen, and not be noticed, and for somebody to be like, no, and it was, like, so direct, and so, I thought she was mad at me, and I was, like, I want to rise, because I don't want to disappoint this woman, you know, like, cancer in me, it's, like, all my emotions, like, oh, my goodness, like, I thought I was doing all right, (laughs) and I received it at a young age, and I, it's something that I just hold on to, which is, I don't remember the words, but I definitely remember the message on, like, you are capable of more and mm. don't shrink. Like, 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 that was the two big things that I took away from her um, lessons in third or fourth grade.
0: That's what's up. I've had other guests who have said things similarly of of quoting Maya Angelou, of like, I may not always remember what you say, but I'll definitely remember how you made me feel. And listening to you right now, it sounds like this teacher (laughs) made you feel the feels, put you all in your feelings, and then you rose to the potential that she knew that was possible.
1: Absolutely.
0: Golly, we as teachers, and any educator who's listening to this, to know that you have that ability. There are kiddos who, when you speak their potential, they will rise to that occasion, but also you've got that power of, or the ability to say some words that could also deflate a kiddo. Um,
1: I believe that with every fiber of my being. And you just have to be OK with, like, I don't think at the moment I said to Mrs. Cross, like, you just said the deepest things to me. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I wanted to shrink more. Yeah. But here I am, 25 plus more years later. I don't know how many years later. And that has, like, legit 30 years later. Now that I'm calculating how old I would have been, like 30 mm. years later. Mm. She told me something when I was eight or nine years old and it stuck with me. Stuck with and you. that's what I think when we think about educators and the power that we have within with our, our mouths and just our belief yeah. and our actions is real powerful. Yeah. And you're right. It goes both ways. It can be like, you didn't believe in me and look at me now. And <laughs> nobody, like nobody wants to be on the receiving end of a look at me now post. Or it can go the way that it's just like you, you, you saw something in me that I didn't see in myself, and I am indebted to you and so grateful for you holding the mirror up for
0: me. Yeah. Had a conversation with another principal, and she said something to the effect of, which has got me thinking, and particularly in these last couple of weeks of this year, I'm trying to do better of, she was like, Willie, for you, you maybe had a very positive experience at school not all black and brown boys have that. And so they may not want to go back to a building, an institution where a lot of trauma happened. And that really hit me of like, no, no, you're right. I I know plenty of folks who, yeah, they were on the receiving ends of not so kind words and it deflated them and they didn't rise to that potential. And so me wanting to make sure that I am very cognizant of the words that I speak um, to our kiddos and letting them know like yo, this year has been tough you are not you are experiencing something that for many of us is the first time and you're experiencing as a 10 11 12 or younger Um, and I want to make sure that you know that I see you and I see your effort and all that you're all that you're doing um, you as a school educator, you, you got to do that, for not just like the kiddos who are like principal forming, principal for, but also like the adults in the building as well, too, because I can only imagine what that's like for a first year teacher uh, who's learning to teach in the craft amidst the pandemic. What's like, what has this year been like for you?
1: It has been unbelievable. It's been hard. It has been in it's indescribable mm. for to to explain what leading in my first year in a global pandemic has been like. Like I honestly am speechless. Mm-hmm. Um I am so proud of the work that teachers are doing. I am so proud of like how our students are like figuring out and moving forward because I think there's so much unknown, right? Like, when I say unknown, people are like, oh, we didn't know what was going to happen this year. But the unknown, like, I don't know what every learner in the building experienced in the time that our building was closed. I don't know what every teacher experienced. And we're operating every day in a way that is just like trying to do the best that we can do. And right now we have seven open positions, almost a third of our teaching staff is unhired. And so every time something happens at school, I'm like, I'm like counting, I'm like, oh, if I had seven more adults in the building right now, how different would this situation be? And it has been hard, but it has also like, I'm so glad that you led with Miss Cross because I think I've tapped into that reserve so many times of her being like that belief of you can do this you're going to figure it out. You're, you're not meant to be ordinary. You're not ordinary. And so that has, so when people are really surprised, I think in some ways, because I work in a, in a charter network that this, this system is, works differently for different people. I, that's my opinion.
2: Yeah.
1: I think that so much of it is the grace of God and so much of it is having teachers like Ms. Cross who instills in me and whose words I can tap into and remind myself that that this this you know level of like belief and commitment and perseverance and resilience did not happen yesterday right. I've been educated educator, for, this is my seventeenth year. This has been building and building and building, and what I'm realizing is that the best of me is coming out in the worst of times, and I feel fortunate and I feel tired
0: (laughs) talk about a, a duality that uh I'm sure a lot of teachers who are listening will will agree with or can like sympathize and empathize with of like that tired but also in that same breath of like catching that second wind of like no 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 I can finish this race I'm gonna finish this race um yeah I'm sure there are folks who can uh, who feel the same way. I have had the pleasure of working with some of the people who are currently working with you, and something that I have heard um, is that you are different um, in the best and it's said that you are different with the smile on your on their faces. Um, I have never worked with you. I've seen you from afar. Um, I know some of the kiddos that, who um, had you as a teacher, and I've known some of the people who are working with you. Um, what do you do? Uh, I guess what I'm getting at is what do you do to ensure that people and kiddos are seen? Because that is something that they have said. Like, no, T gets me. She, she knows. <laughs> she always seems to be able to say the thing when the thing needs to be said, and it's always said at the appropriate or right time. Is that like intentional or is that just something again?
1: I don't know, least... I, I hope it is. I think it's partly intentional, but partly who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, I know every student in my building and like something about them. And that is, that's the intentionality behind getting to know kids and listen and learn and come back to them and connect. But at an adult level, it's the same thing. Like I talk to people. I am as transparent. I think that my transparency has probably got me in trouble, because I'm just going to say it. Like we're all adults. I don't see. Sometimes when I think of the role of principal, I like think there are things that as a leader you lead and you like the body. You know the body checks that you take as a result of being uh, the school leader. And then there's other things that people deserve to know. And people know that when they, with me, if it's impacting you in your life and your life decisions, I'm going to tell you, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to have to do the guesswork or the kissing up because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where this like us versus them and this weird, like power hoarding happens. I don't feel like I'm in this position because you know, like like to hide information from people. I don't see myself as like superior than my colleagues who I work with. I do see myself as somebody who's really good with like connecting with adults and connecting with kids. And so much of that comes from transparency and just being very honest and knowing what I know and knowing what I don't know and being able to be incredibly humble with like, yeah, I miss that. And to me, that's, so, that's what leadership is. And so in in spite of having all of these things that have happened this year, somehow teachers still are like, Yeah, and I appreciate working with you. And even for teachers who are like, I'm choosing not to come back, the conversation is always, I know exactly why they're not coming back. And it's really rooted in the system that mm-hmm. we are working with. Because like there's no individual who's going to outpower a system. You know, I liken it to like. We have President Obama, but he did not supersede the system. Like he wasn't going to dismantle that as an individual, like that's the people. And so, yeah, I think that's that's kind of what I do. I talk to people. I connect to people. I listen. I learn. And I do all of this out loud and publicly, especially the things that people want to see a leader do publicly. People want to see a leader when you get it wrong. And everybody knows that you got it wrong. Stand up in front of them and say, I got it wrong. People want to know that if a decision is being made and there's talks behind the back around things that are or behind their backs that are going to impact them and in their daily lives, they want to know that those talks are happening because, you know, we all went to college. We all, we all are like adults, so let's just say the thing. And I think that Save that really builds, builds trust and it makes people feel like, okay, she's one of us. And, and that's what this, this year has been about. This year has been about we and not about me.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Listening to you, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a teacher because as a teacher, that's what you want to do with your students. You're like, look, I'm not the bearer of all knowledge. I'm going to also learn from you kiddos. However, there are certain decisions that my, my arm length only goes so far. And I'm going to tell you Hey, this is what I can do. This is what I can't do. And anything that's beyond that, once I know, I'm going to let you know. Mister, why can't we do such and such? Hey, kiddo, this is a rule. This is what I can do. This is what we can do in our classroom. However, when you walk out of this classroom and you go to so-and-so's classroom, they may not operate the same way. And that's okay. That happens in the real world. You understand that. You understand like, hey, there are certain things I can do at my home. But when I go to my friend's house, I can't operate the same way because my friend has their parents who say, (laughs) don't do X, Y, or Z. So yeah, you may come to my house and it's okay to keep your shoes on, but you go to your friend's house and they're like, yeah, take your shoes off at the door and that's okay. So in regards to what I'm hearing from you is just like a, a leader who just leads from transparency and is just honest with their with their staff or with their colleagues of like, this is it. And if it directly affects you, I'm gonna let you know that. that that's, that's dope to hear. That's dope to hear. Do you always find... I guess difficult is the word that comes to my mind. Is that always easy for you? Or is that something that, or was that something that you've always been able to do? Or did, is it is something that you have learned to just lead from or lead with? I
1: along? think that if you ask my mom, she will give you specific examples of like <laughs> me She's always been wanting to say what's on her mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's just like, I just can't, and maybe that's what keeps me looking so young. I don't know, but I just can't sit with it. Mm-hmm that that pressure and that tension that's one so maybe in some ways it is i think it's just also like for so long being a teacher and having had different leaders and being like i don't actually think that you respect me as a professional Mm -hmm. and feeling like i don't think that as a school leader you are you have this like paternalistic role over your the people who you're leading You know what I mean? Like, I I really do value adults as adults. And that means that, like, if you're an adult, you couldn't work on time. I'm going to have that same conversation in the way that if you're an adult and a decision is being made and it's going to affect you, I'm going to have that conversation and be honest with you, too. And so I think it's just something that experience taught me that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be at a school where everybody was huddling, talking about admin doesn't get it admin don't you know like you know you've had those times they don't know how to do it, and they're asking yep. me to do yep. it like yep. and it's just like anything i promise you that i ask my staff to do i'm gonna do it and so right now i'm teaching two classes of math and that's not even my strong point i have to sit down and learn it but it's helping for me to understand what what i'm asking teachers to do how hard it can be for them as well and so there's like this this respect that I have for the role of teachers that isn't, like, being a principal comes with power or, like, perceived power, real power, both, right? But I also have this, this so much respect for teachers because at my school, when you're underhired and understaffed and you have 35 kids in a, in a classroom, I know what that feels like how hard it is. And I just have so much respect in that moment. You are the principal of that cl- of that classroom, managing 35 different personalities, 35 different skill levels, 35 different I want yep. um, yep. to do, some number of different relationships. Yep. And I respect that the the role of teachers in that way. Like that's how I view it.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no real talk, Cause I I don't think all principals acknowledge that and like the word that you use over and over again, respect the role of the teacher. The teacher is not the the bottom of the totem pole. Like what a teacher needs to do in a classroom of heck 10 kiddos, let alone 20 plus 30 plus kiddos. Um, Yeah. So thank you for that. Thank you for respecting your, your staff to know that. Look, if I'm going to ask something of you, I've got to do it myself, too. And I'm ready to do it myself and not progressionally, because I know that, too, is something that can be done. And, yeah, you could also pass the buck off to someone else. So that's that's dope to hear. Um, if I were to ask you, um, what's bringing you joy at the moment? Because there's so much stuff we could gripe about. But what's bringing you joy?
1: Um, I think that the the progress that we've made Hmm. um in spite of the challenges you know i am so tethered to my faith and to the promises that i believe that god has made to people and just re like manifesting that and seeing that i I haven't always felt in this role i've been in this role for I think 149 days, maybe something in that. Who's counting? Who's and, counting? Right? Who's, <laughs> who's counting? Like, yeah. I haven't always felt supported, hmm. and being to see how the staff has risen to challenge through challenges, seeing how my leadership has evolved, and that, and that it brings me joy because it just reminds me that that I can do this, and that we can do this. I think the other thing that brings me a tremendous amount of joy is knowing that summer is coming because rest is truly revolutionary. And so I go to work every day knowing like, oh, we got 30, 36 more, 33 more days. I don't know, whatever it is, but mm-hmm. it's just like knowing that, that a rest is coming brings me joy. And I think the final thing that brings me joy is just when kids, when I get messages that kids want to talk to me, which happens almost every day, it just brings me joy because it just lets me know that that repetition, that consistency with kids, that they know who I am and they want to come to me. And so that's the three work-related things bringing me joy. I think outside of work bringing me joy is just, you know, being on this side of today. I'm being honest, just living this see another day. Yeah.
0: Amen. Say for the kids in the back. Yeah. To the teachers who are listening, um, I hope you you too are thinking about your joy. You too are taking a moment to, as Tanisha mentioned, to rest. um, To also hopefully know that rest is coming if it isn't at the moment something that you're able to do. And I hope that there is some sort of uh, transparency from your leaders to let you know that you are appreciated. And if you don't hear it from your leaders, let my voice be the one that you hear. Teachers, you are appreciated so very much. You do so much, um, you are so much. And I hope uh, you you let that sink in um, and you appreciate that and believe that. So um, T, thank you very much for, for saying it out loud and reminding us, uh, yeah. Take some time for yourself. Rest. Enjoy that rest. Don't feel guilty about that rest at all. Um, I know you are a lover of words. Um, is there a book that you are currently reading or have read that you're like, this one uh, needs to be read by the community. This one, this one is a good one. It can be an older year goodie or it can be a, a present day one. Or if you've got both. Um,
1: I have so many books. I mean like Dream so Keepers. By Dr. Gloria Lesson-Billings, great. Um, we Want to Do More Than Survive, By Dr. Bettina Love, I really appreciated it. And as a leader in a charter school system where she really breaks down um, the educational survival complex that was first coined by Dr. Patricia Williams, another great read. Um, Did you say that one more time? The Which one? The, the name of the book? Yeah. it's We Want to Do More Than Survive. We Want to Thrive by Dr. Bettina Love. Probably got the title wrong, but it's... Look up Dr. Bettina Love in her book. Okay. Um, um, and Dr. Beverly Tatum's Why Are All the Black Kids in the Cafeteria Together. I think we'll always be... a seminal work and a seminal yes. piece to pick up. Yes. Especially as a middle school educator. You wanted to... It's been so interesting to, to see... She has a whole identity section, and and you just go through there and you're like, Where are my kids at right now? Like, what are they learning? I think it's a a great read. So much of my reading right now, I think I've read 15 books this year, and so much of it has just been like fantasy books, if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) It is like I'm looking at my list and I'm like, Oh, I've been reading a lot of YA fantasy because maybe I just needed to get out of where i was but it been beautiful because i read every single day
0: nice nice what's what's your top three at the moment for fantasy why fantasy
1: so there was this like wings of ebony i cannot remember and then it was like ashes of gold who i don't remember who the the author her name right now but i appreciated it and i think fantasy has an, an interesting place in my heart because when i was growing up i didn't get into harry potter and people were like oh maybe you don't like fantasy and I was like okay now I'm realizing like I maybe Harry Potter wasn't for me because when I say I read that and then I read this other one the gilded um the gilded ones and I'm waiting for like the merciful ones part two to come out and so it's just like I actually really like fantasy starring
0: yeah thank you for saying that out loud I (laughs) I tried reading Harry Potter I just couldn't get into it like i was it took me the longest time to i don't even think i ever did finish the, the first book but i hear what you're saying about it just wasn't my cup of tea however i remember reamer putting me on to uh what is it blood in
1: oh my god children
0: yeah so, let me tell you who oh. i was like oh okay i can rock with this
1: <laughs> that's my favorite i'm still waiting on book three to come up for that one mm-hmm. um that, that is, is, is my is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and so I'm waiting for that when I come out. But like, yeah, I just, that's what it is. And, and I love telling teachers and students alike about how we all are becoming. Like, I, I just love the concepts of Michelle Obama reintroducing that into the community, mm-hmm. which is like, as a teacher, as a leader, when I see kids and, and I had a parent come in on Friday and she was at a 25 out of 10. And to be able to look her in the face and she she feels like she has all these experiences with her kiddo and the squid doesn't like her and for me to be able to be like your child is still becoming I hope you know and understand that I care about her and and I don't, I'm not like putting her in a fixed box Yeah. when when I see her personality this is what I see and then mom was able to be like wow you see my kid I think that that's, that's the same thing with all of the habits that we have like my reading habits right now I feel like two years ago I was reading all of like the books that were about the movement you know I read them all and right now people are like well, what are you reading is it super deep and I'm like no I'm reading a bunch of YA and it's just like you know you ebb and flow and you grow and you become and yeah, and yeah. all of that beautiful thing is a part of the learning process which probably is why I'm an educator,
0: right? <laughs> Amen to it. Like right now I'm in a Brene Brown therapy type phase wave or whatever and I'm just like oh yeah, that is why I do that. Ah, I haven't really worked on this part of me. And this is the reason why it comes up. Oh, yeah, I have experienced trauma. We're Well, it's like, you are absolutely right about. We are becoming it's not this fixed constant, you know, woolly of today is not the same woolly of a year and a half ago. And I pray that the woolly of today is not the same woolly from that the future will be of a year and a half ago if he he's sitting there and looking back and like, you remember that conversation you had with T? Yeah, you're not the same, bro. Like you're you're doing better. Good for you. Keep it up. Keep going. Um, I yeah, I and to tell kiddos that too. And in, in your 17 years, I'm sure you've had the experience of a kiddo come back and tell you where you remember, at least for me, because it's seventh grade. I remember the seventh grade or eighth grade version of them. They would go off to the high school <laughs> down the street. And then they come back three or four years and I'm just like, yo, when did you start towering over me? How did you put on 50 pounds of muscle like my guy? (laughs) So to know that, yeah, that we are becoming and that whoever we are today, that's not it. Like give your, give those kiddos the space to grow and show them that.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I definitely thoroughly, like that's what gets me through. Mm. which is knowing in you know as a school leader like a part of what I prepare my staff for next year was like the Tanisha that you knew as principal last year is not going to be the same and it's not that I'm changing it's that like this is this is what it, you all have pushed me to the next level yeah. and that that's okay and so much of it is you know we live in a world that is like full of cancel culture and like if you make a mistake, we're never going to forgive you. And that wants to blame you. Mm-hmm. And I live in a place where I'm like, I know I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes. And I also know that I am not, I'm going to learn from them. And that's going to make me evolve. And that's that's what when I think about being an anti-racist and aspiring anti-racist leader, which is I'm rooted in the belief that People have to change, right? Because if not, then we're just we're just preaching to like the brick wall. Yeah. Like if you don't um. believe that people can evolve and learn and grow, then why even engage in this work if we all are gonna stay the same? Right. And that includes right. us and in our work. And I know that there I'll look back and maybe I'll be like, the books that I recommended to you, I'll be like, oh, those are so problematic. And and that is it. It is what it is. I don't know, but like I give my space, myself the space and the grace to be like in this moment. This is what I was doing, and it was the best that I knew how to do. And then, like that's when said, "You, you know better, you do better." There it is. That's what the next step will be?
0: Amen. Like in talking, in having these these conversations, that is the space that I'm I'm coming from. Um, the other principal who, you know, shout out to Nikki who said, like, "Wooly, well, maybe the reason why there aren't so many black men because they were traumatized. They don't want to go back to that space." And for me to be like, you might be right. You could be right. You are right. I'm certain that there are some who are like, I can't go back to being a teacher. That, that That's the scene of the crime for me. Like, I don't want to go back there. I'm going to be triggered and it's not going to be a, a great experience for me or for the kiddos. And there's enough self-awareness to to say that. And then on my part to be like, all right, I got to make sure that now with this knowledge, let me affect as many black and brown boys for them to have a positive experience for them to know what a positive experience is so that when they are in a place, that's not so great for them to be able to say like, this isn't the only thing. It's not always like this. I've had better. Um, and hopefully they'll be inspired to like, you know what? Mr. So-and-so or Miss So-and-so is being triggered by whatever hurt people, hurt people. And if they're choosing to be like that, I'm not going to allow that to, be the definition of me. I'm going to be like Miss, uh, who was it, Miss Cross and like speak, rise rise up to your potential. I see more in you um, and do better. So yeah, we, we, we work with the tools that we have when we have them. Once we know that we can do better, it's on us to then make sure that we do better. So I, I agree with you 100% about that. Just having a moment because, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the work we do we don't always see the, the results of it um, immediately. It's not like a salesperson where like, all right, I had a good quarter. We don't know that. <laughs> Even for the numbers, like a kiddo can take an assessment and we could say, yeah, you're improving. But that kiddo, if we if we see in them that, yeah, you progress by 25, but I see that you can actually do more. And if I never say that to you, if I'm not like the Miss Cross and I speak up and like, Hey, yo, kiddo, you've got an A, and that's great. However, I know that this, this is not your best.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is not your best. And it's on me to make sure that I push you to, to be your best, whatever that best may be.
1: Which I definitely, you know, I have a student who he just was drafted by the NFL. And I taught him in fifth grade, and he's been, like, virtually mentoring one of my students. year hmm this still reminded me of him, and it is the ultimate reminder of what I've been talking about,
0: yeah. right?
1: Which is like in fifth grade, he was so becoming.
0: Mm. And when I talked
1: to him, when I reached out to him. My first thing was like, Oh, please forgive me for the teacher <laughs> that I was when I taught you. Lord, please forgive me. He was like, No, you were great, you know. And it is also like such a beautiful thing to watch him live out his dream and it's a beautiful thing to watch every former student live out their dream and to see who they are now yeah. and so like i think that's why i understand that when i won, i don't actually have the power to determine who's going to do what yep. and i think that mm-hmm. a lot of times when we were talking earlier about you know either way that like you can speak life into kids or for better or for worse that i don't i didn't choose that he was going to go live out his dream. In fifth grade, he was so clear, I'm going to the NFL. And I had nothing to do, but I hear so many times people will discourage kiddos from doing that. I was just like, do you? Like, you got this. I'm going to cheer you on. If you're going to put in the work, good on you. Yeah. And to see him now as a father who was just drafted, I mean, like, isn't that every, you know, I was drafted to go into the NFL and to hear his reflections about fifth grade now that he's like a 21 year old i'm like it's beautiful and so when i was talking to the parent it's always full circle and that's why like when people say how do why do you stay in this work i am constantly being refilled by the experiences that i have so i can look at this mom who's like daughter is a handful right now in fifth grade and be like i know that fifth grade is not going to determine your child's outcome and i'm not That's just saying this is nice i'm saying there's some experience i know that fifth grade is in the determination of who they're going to become and it, it's, it's it's what keeps me in and what keeps me believing um in our kiddos you know yeah. it's just a beautiful
0: thing. there are a couple of kiddos who are, are graduating um from the charter school that you're a part of who through the counselor, um, Mr. Butler have reached back and like, Hey, can you let Mr. Pierre know? Like, I still got that picture that he took of us back when I was in the seventh grade, I still got it. And I want you to let him know, like, and so Mr. Butler will text like a chain of us. And it's just wonderful to see exactly what you're saying of um, kiddos becoming becoming themselves whoever that is whatever that is um and it's fantastic and you the question I was going to ask but you answered it like what keeps you in this work that's it being filled and refilled by uh the kiddos we had from years past and the kiddos that we have at present who are just doing 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 whatever that doing may be yeah So what
1: I would say to teachers right now is into leaders, can I say this to myself, yeah. the rate at which you are pulling from that well, you can't pull more than you pour, because eventually you're going to run out. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing teachers who are like pulling, drawing from the well, going deep, going deep. But that's why when I talked about rest, it's so important, because you got to take time to replenish for yourself. else you'll run dry when I see the numbers of teachers who are choosing to to lead the profession and I have no like I'm like do what works for what's best for you like I I get it right I I firmly get it but I also think that it is something that is preventable if we have leaders who are like you know what I told y'all x y and z was due and I had 15 initiatives going this year I'm placing pause on them yeah. i got that wrong i see the impact on y'all i just i need you here and not just like trying to check off did i turn this in did i do that did i do that and I, and I feel like so much of that is the humanity in it and so when teachers are feeling like i can't do this what i'm hearing from a lot of them is there's demands on me there's a lack of support from the administrative administration And all of these things are working hands in hand to push teachers out. And I just want Mm -hmm. teachers to know that if you go too hard, too fast, too soon, you will burn out and you'll leave. And we need you. Like we need the higher pay for teachers and we need you. Like all of these things, there's, there's nothing that's operating in isolation here, but it's so true. It's just like, I don't want people to burn out after one, two, three, years and it's just like one two three done
0: one two three done yeah that is um or that was part of the the genesis of this podcast is being at a school um being new to a school and sitting in a space where folks were having lunch it wasn't necessarily the lunch room but it became like the communal spot and listening to just this collective of individuals talk about how they love the profession and i was just like yo, if more people heard these type of conversations and knew, like, oh, I don't have to go 100% or 100 miles per hour from day one to day 180. Like, it is okay to pull back. It is okay to pull over. It is okay to stop, as you mentioned, and rest and not be given a guilt trip or feel that you're going to be guilted for, you know, taking a mental health day to taking a rest day to taking a day of, like, I'm... I'm physically okay. However, my son or my daughter or my, whoever is has something and I'm going to be present for that. <laughs> and that's okay. Like to know you, to know all of that. And I was like, you know, more people need to hear this. And you saying that as an administrator, I think holds a bit more oomph. And I hope other administrators hear that of like, take care of your staff, see the humanity in them um, and speak that into them as well so that they know that, that that's okay. And if you're a veteran teacher, Like don't side-eye the new teachers who are like, I just need a mental health day. (laughs) I need a day to replenish myself so that I can give uh, the next day, the next week, the next month, and the next 33 some odd days so that we make it to the end. (laughs) So saying that, thank you. So
1: important. And I think that on another day, in another another podcast, we just have to talk about that specifically in the charter world. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because I don't think that I mean, that there has, there has been this culture of like, you gotta go, you gotta go, in, you gotta go in, you gotta go in, you gotta go in, you gotta go in, you can't rest. You gotta go, 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 go. And I feel that in myself. And it's just like, we just have to respect people more than that. Yeah. And if we're realizing, I think it's like the response. So like, if we're realizing that people are needing this more frequently, it might be us. <laughs> Something that we're doing that is causing this. It just can't be Mm -hmm. that everybody has this thing, right? And so, and that's what's hard leading in a charter school is when there are no subs, when I am the sub. Yeah. And that's what could create that us versus them. When I'm like, I got my day planned out. I know. And then you have like 13 people who are out and you were like, okay, I don't have my day planned out. (laughs) I'm "I'm not And that's another thing I'm proud of is like how I've navigated that cuz that that's really challenging. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to be like I can't still just be if I taught every single day and subbed every single day our school would not function. Right. If I close mm-hmm. my door and sit in here and act like the real world isn't happening on the other side mm-hmm. of this door, that's not going to make the make any difference in my school community. And like finding that balance is something that like I feel better about only number one is that i feel proud about because it's, it's hard yeah it, it really is but i think that the system that i'm operating in needs some reform
0: we can definitely have that conversation we can definitely have that conversation because i remember um yeah i remember being the teacher and life happening and saying to myself yo i can't put that on like JT, I can't put that on Reamer. I don't want to put that on Serena. I don't want to put that on Kiana. I don't want to put that on Meg of them having to cover my class because I'm not going to be there. Um, and being like, all right, I'll take the L for the team when it's like, but you don't need to, or it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that way. Um, so yeah, we could definitely have that conversation later on. However, respecting you and respecting the many roles that uh, you <laughs> you fulfill, Um To end this conversation, I like to ask folks, because music is a love that I have, if you were to create a playlist, and I've had to amend this a couple times, it used to just be like, hey, choose five songs, but I've had to expand it, modify it, scaffold it in that if you were to choose five or more, either artists, songs, albums, (laughs) and knowing Every single person that I spoke is like, well, this is so difficult. I have an eclectic taste. So I'm like, look, B, I'm opening this up to whatever is up to you. It's it's totally 100% up to you. If you were to create that mini playlist, what would be at least five uh, either individuals, albums, or songs that would make up that playlist?
1: Yes. Okay. So I'm going to kick off with like mood-based Kurt Franklin and most things that he create. But- he creates but i'm gonna say hello fear Mm -hmm. i take the album or the song okay like is it gets me through like literally some days i'm leading going to work with hello fear it is a real that's my favorite okay um mary j blige um fine is my hype song it really anytime that is just like i got this that's my i can do this fine nice um (laughs) I really love Beyonce, but it's like it's so interesting because I feel like I've grown up with Beyonce and it's just like her stuff is like it's more of the nostalgia of it, like taking me back to a moment when I just need to go back because there's not like one of her songs that I'm like, yes, that I is my song. It it's not too. my song until it comes on and it's played, and I'm I haven't heard it in a while, and then I'm like, yes, yeah. go to that. Um and then and then everybody knows that Tukak was my first husband. And so I love a, a good, some, some nights in here with Jay, I have Tupac just going, the essentials flowing. And last but not least, I would say Tamela Mann because I love my gospel. And I feel like her voice is just like, you feel it. Like you feel the anointing. Okay. And so those are, those are my go-to in the old school bread hammer. And I had to give one more pages go. of life that's like that's like when i'm really like i need to go back mm-hmm. i hit that throwback um fred hammond
0: and what was the song
1: it's like the album is
0: pages okay. of life pages of life
1: Did all I right. got them all. you see that that was pretty i felt like some people were like i don't know how to answer this i'm like i had to go for days when I mean, you want a mood a day of the week how i need to feel Music is mine. Oh, I got one more. It's music, Go for, for it!
2: Real. Yeah, yeah.
1: Boy, Hargrove, Strasbourg, and Saint Denise. the bass line in that just holds a special place in my heart. But that—that's those. That's my go-to.
0: Okay, so um, I'm realizing something, um, and maybe if I could ask or make a request of you, is there some way that you could create the playlist um, oh, yeah. and, and then? Just shoot it to me. I know Spotify oh, yeah. is gonna love that, um, and then we can put it up with this with this episode. Because I I wrote down the sixth, and I started to write down the seventh, but I feel as if like, look, T understands the assignment. She, <laughs> <laughs> she... I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So um, and if I could if I could request um, if it's not too too much for you, summer's coming. A summer playlist but also one of like, we're coming to the end of the academic year, hold on. Because I know there are a couple on my campus where I've had these conversations as we're walking kiddos either to lunch or going from one spot to the other where they're just like, Willie, yeah, I don't know. And I'm just like, B, you don't know? We, we're in May, like, this is, this is the good time. Like, we see the end. Like, if you don't know now, like, I really need you to understand, like, this is the, like, you've done the hard work don't drop your shoulders or drop your drop your hands or drop your head. Like you're almost there. Keep it going.
1: Um, I, I I definitely got you. So this this playlist, excellent, is going to be my encouraging love letter to all teachers at the end of the year. Excellent. That represents a deep sense of belief, mm-hmm. and that like we did this feeling yes, did. so. I hope when people listen to it and hit play, they know that every song might take them through the arc of the year. And it was designed to demonstrate um, just how beautiful and the strength of educators of today. Because teaching in 2022 is not what it was in 2005. And that's okay. Yeah. Because we're making it.
0: We are, we are, we are. Folks. Um, usually I would have something to end the show. I don't. How can you mm. how can you follow that? So I, I'm not even gonna attempt to try. I'm just gonna say I am Mr. Pierre. She is principal foreman. This has been another episode of the Chronicles of Mr. Thank you very much, T, for coming through and thank you very much for listening.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, it's a pleasure. It was a blast. Oh, we're gonna do this again for sure. And we are out. Thank you. <laughs>